Hello, and thank you for joining me on the Circle in a Room Full of Squares podcast. I'm your host, Kay Howard, and here is where I aim to enlighten, inspire, and entertain through creative storytelling and personal narratives. I am looking to connect with a diverse group of individuals who value healing, growth, artistic expression, and self self-exploration how about that (laughs) so if you would like to connect more deeply please follow me on instagram at room full of squares that's room full a squares all ebonic and feel free to comment like share or you can dm me if there's something you would like to dive in a little bit more deeply or a particular topic that you would like to hear my take on so thank you again for joining me Honestly, I think this uh, is probably going to be the second time that I've recorded this one particular podcast, this week's podcast. Um, I try to keep them short um, because just because that's how my attention span runs. Like if I'm talking, um, I can talk for days. But if I'm listening, like I'm not really an auditory learner. I'm more of a kinesthetic learner. Like I have to be doing it, put my hands on it or even more visual So I try to keep it short and just remember, like, I'm one of those people that gets easily distracted, too. So I'm going to come to you today. This week's episode is going to be seven clues that you may need a therapist or how to tell if you may benefit. I'm not going to say need. I'm going to say benefit from a little couch time. Okay, so they're not in any particular order. I'm just going to start at the top and we'll get down to seven. I'm going to see how quickly I can do this while also being, you know, thorough. All right. So here we go. Number one, uh, one reason or clue that you may need a therapist is if you just kind of feel off. OK, um, off like there is no other way to explain it. That's why like quotations off like you got that feeling that you know something just ain't quite right I don't know what it is I just I haven't been myself lately pay attention to that pay attention to that because usually which gets into the next um the next indication that you could probably benefit from a therapist but usually um that off feeling um that's your body your mind's way of telling you something is a little bit out of alignment you know and maybe it's just maybe it ain't just you need to go align your chakras maybe you need to go have some couch time and talk to a therapist or someone um so the second one is you find consistent patterns I'm going to say negative or toxic patterns in your relationships and I'm not just talking about like husband wife or baby mama baby daddy I'm talking about like your relationship with your mama your relationship with your dad your relationship with your sisters brothers co-workers church members whatever you got like how you relate to people if you find consistent patterns like you get a new friend and everything's good and then it just goes to shit and it becomes drama but it's like this with all of your friendships if you want those people to just have a problem relating with other people then you might need to go see a therapist maybe something is going on with you and that's just your reaction to it I don't know I'm not like I ain't qualified I meant to say that up front let me go ahead and throw that in before we head to number three this is not to be meant to be a substitute for any medical 
uh, treatment. This is not to be taken as any medical advice. I am one woman who spent a lot of time doing therapy um, and I don't hold any licensures or credentials that qualifies me to give you medical advice. These are just my opinions and some things that have kind of led me to seeking some help and healing from some things and growing and maturing. And I just wanted to share that much. Okay. So number three, another indication that you could benefit from a therapist uh, is that others have suggested therapy. This one was real interesting because I remember being married like that one time and my husband was always like, your ass bipolar. And I'm like, whatever, you just mad, you just mad, you just want to have something to say, you know, it was whatever. And I was really young too, so I didn't have any clue like about mental health. I just was like, just, I don't know what I was doing in my early 20s. I just, I just was doing, it was like a lot of doing and a lot less thinking. I was just doing shit like, oh my God, don't even take me back. So I had fun though. I'm going to say that, but you know, he told me, he, he would say, he would say like all the time, you bipolar as fuck, your ass crazy. And I'm like, he, he, ha, ha. And then, so about the time that the second person years later that I ran into that person kind of said the exact same thing. I was like, Oh, okay. Now you got my attention. Let, let me just investigate and see what's going on. And so it was like little things like this along the way. Like everybody going to keep saying your ass crazy. Maybe you crazy for real. Okay. And I don't mean anything by that use of the word. Like that's just me. Like I don't crazy is as crazy does. Okay. So <laughs> please don't be offended if I use words like crazy. Because as an advocate, like I do like really take it seriously and understand like we, we should really, you know, learn how to talk to people who may have mental disorders like everybody with mental disorders like it's not crazy that's the point I'm trying to make um and I don't so I don't mean that negatively in the negative connotation of the word okay guys don't don't take it too serious okay so um if you find that other people around you 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 got a group you know you have friends over here that say girl why you be acting like you depressed and then you go to work and people is like everything okay with you you're not depressed are you and they don't even know each other, maybe you should kind of pay attention, right? Number four. Yeah, I'm on number four, right? You see or hear things that you aren't certain that are real. Did I say that right? Like, you see or hear things that you're not sure are there. So auditory or visual hallucinations, a big red flag. Like if you're seeing things and hearing things and ain't nobody else in the room seeing or hearing them, or you only see them and hear them when you're by yourself, like I would really question that. I question that. I'm so grateful that along my mental health journey, I ain't never had no hallucinations. Oh my God, thank you. Um, I have had some thoughts that it was hard for me to shake, which is at the, that's laid on in the list, but Hearing and seeing things has not been my MO. However, if you are like therapist, psychiatrist wouldn't even be bad on that one. Like that probably that needs to be looked at. I think like hallucinations is a serious thing. Um, especially in terms of like you hearing or seeing things that could influence you to hurt yourself or others. Yeah, I, I think that's a big one. Um 
Number five, exposure to grief or a traumatic traumatic situation. Um, that could be something that happens chronically or long term, or it could be like an acute situation, like straight up. You know, April twenty seventh when the tornadoes came through. And the the tornado came through Tuscaloosa. Like it was a lot of people just dealing with like acute like PTSD from one situation like one event on one day like caused people to like have issues like one event one day even though the the recovery was long but the one event the tornado happened like over you know several minutes on one day and it was enough to make people kind of have some issues depression anxiety you know I've I've even heard of um, in Tuscaloosa, there was a young lady who worked at a grocery store and you know how they test the sirens like first Wednesday of every month at 12 o'clock. And shortly after, you know, month or two, whatever, after the tornado had came through, uh, the test siren went off and she was in the middle of ringing up a customer from what I heard. I don't know. I wasn't there. I just heard the story <laughs> and I, I was told that she freaked out like she starts running like she just had an instant reaction so anytime that you're exposed to trauma abuse uh neglect assault seeing it hearing about it death of a family member going through a divorce financial difficulties like these are all like pretty heavy stressors and sometimes just being able to talk to somebody, even if that's short term, just having a therapist to get through um, the first few months after somebody in your family dies or helping you get through the divorce. Like, yeah, I think number five is a big one um, on the same the other end of the spectrum as far as exposure to trauma. We're talking about like chronic, chronic and acute. I would think uh, the whole situation with like the pandemic how you know we started we were all uncertain we were all worried we're gonna flatten the curve we're gonna wear a mask and here we are in 2021 which was to be expected but long term that's more of a long-term thing people are you know we don't get to see our families as much we're not going out and having fun as much we're stuck in the house every day you cannot escape like hearing about the pandemic on the news on the radio it is just in in our faces everywhere like some people is having a hard time with that i actually looked at some statistics uh in preparation for this particular podcast that says like the, the cdc is noting that like suicide attempts uh have risen from ninth uh, from 2019 pre-pandemic to 2020 and 2021 there's been a surge i want to say something in the neighborhood of it's risen by 30 percent in 2020 and then more than half it risen by like 50 percent in 2021 and the age range that these uh, suspected suicide attempts are walking in the er um 19 to 25 and then there's an age bracket of like i think 15 to to 21 or something but my point is that since the pandemic there has been a they've done studies that have shown that since we've been in pandemic there's also been a rise in um mental health issues depression anxiety um feeling loneliness and disconnected and all these things so i say all of that to say this like if you've had any exposure to grief or trauma long term short term 
considering a therapist probably would not be a bad thing what is the worst that can happen from having a therapist number six inexplicable physical changes now there's a slight disclaimer here remember when i was like oh i'm not a medical professional to give this kind of advice okay so here it is if you have any of these symptoms it may be a good idea to check in with a medical doctor first like when i say therapist i mean like you already know it's not you know you don't have a migraine that you keep having headaches maybe it's stress like you don't have stomach ulcers that are making your appetite change like maybe you got something emotional going on and it's causing like these psychosomatic symptoms where they're presenting in different parts of your body because you're under so much stress but if you have just like these weird symptoms that don't seem to go together and they may come and go they may come and go in cycles they may come on suddenly and last for a long time uh, they could include appetite changes disrupted sleep patterns aches and pains uh, lack of energy changes in libido and baby that is a big one when that sex drive started changing for no reason just outside of his regular monthly thing and that sex drive started changing pay attention go talk to somebody talk to your doctor talk to your therapist at least that was me um and my sex drive has been pretty steady I will say that every every now and then I'll notice some things with it, but I'll be getting it back in line. We don't play about the libido. So if you have uh, physical symptoms, and that could be sleeping too much or not sleeping enough, eating too much or not eating at all, having aches and pains or having dulled symptoms or senses, you may be more aware, you know, you may be hypervigilant or you may not have the focus you may be somebody who has brain fog like these kind of things you know uh short-term memory issues stuff like that yeah look into that and the last one that i have to offer here it is feeling out of control of thoughts emotions and behaviors Ooh, yes like this was probably one of the last things i kind of noticed before I decided I was going to get help because I was battling some, um, mostly some emotions and behaviors, like the way I was feeling about stuff. Like I could not shake it. I felt very controlled by my emotions and my emotions would be like, mm. they would just have me making decisions and participating in behaviors that probably under better circumstances I would not have done, but like impulse control, you have like these impulses that may come over you and I think that was my cycle like I would I would do things that like just I just didn't feel like I had any control like for instance some people with some mental disorders like anxiety let's just say bipolar disorder if they're in their up high phase of bipolar they may go and gamble and gamble away all their money and then when all the money is gone now they feel this feeling of like guilt and embarrassment and stress and worry and anxiety because you just spent like all your bill money you know gambling because it felt good in the moment and you know if you're not careful with these this one right here the feeling out of control if you're not really careful these be the people that be like chronic cheaters and they really don't know why and they love their husband they love their wife but they do things that they just 
and they always you know they go through these cycles of just doing it and throwing caution to the wind and then they go through these cycles of oh my god I just did that and I feel guilty da 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 and it's just never ending cycle never ending cycle and then insert depression because they can't understand why they keep doing such horrible things something must be wrong with them they are horrible people right no you may need to sit down and talk to a therapist because some of this stuff is I don't think we give it enough credit like how mental disorders can kind of guide our behavior if we don't check them and deal with them and talk things out you know I don't know if I'm making sense because I ain't fully qualified all I can tell you is that I be getting on that couch I think I think my therapist has more of like a she has a couch but I've been in her love seat too like a chair man it's been so long since I have actually walked into the physical office because of COVID and then with the move and the change of insurance and the job and the no insurance it was just real weird for a while so uh if you listen I made an appointment to come see you boo like I I need an appointment because I haven't been to my therapist in like February since like February but every month that goes by I'm like I need to go see my therapist I need to go sit down and talk to my therapist because as much as we like our chair therapy when we go to the salon and get our hair done as much as we like to you know you know maybe vent you know with our homegirl while we getting pedicures sitting side by side like as much as all of it is cool like there is a reason that they make people go to school and like learn things and read books because the therapist has a certain special way and they're trained to to meet you where you are and to be able to identify behavior and symptom and all these different things in ways that I'm not even qualified to explain so I just I just want to be a part of the conversation where we can normalize talking about therapy and that shit actually just being okay like, do you think less of me because I have a therapist? Like, really? I would be more happy if I knew more people who was going to talk to their therapist. Like, please. And there are resources. There are resources for people who. There are resources for people who um may not have you know, the money or the finances or whatever, whatever, there are resources for those people who are saying, because I know there's going to be somebody who says, yeah, I probably like check off five of those seven. I probably need to go see a therapist, right? There are resources um, to where you can, you know, get therapy service, mental health service, regardless of what your financial situation is, regardless of your insurance or whatever, you know, there are resources out there that can help you. So, um, just, it's okay. It's okay. If you feel like any of this applies to you, then I would encourage you to kind of do some research, start digging, you know, and figure out, you know, if there's someone that you trust that can talk to you. And also, I will say this, I'm going to throw this nugget in there too. The first time I actually went on my own and got a therapist, I um, 
I asked specifically for a therapist who looked similar to me. I was on the phone calling like through EAP at my job. And I was like, yeah, by the way, can I have like a black woman? Like you, you have that right. And that's okay to do because I, I just personally did not feel like a non-black, non-female person would be able to identify or I would be able to relate or connect with them at the time with everything I was going through. Like I just knew I needed somebody who could kind of speak my language. And I don't mean like Ebonic or anything, but I needed somebody who, if I say something, they would understand without me having to explain what I mean when I say my homegirl or when I, you know, whatever slang or, you know, just somebody who knew about the experience. Like if I said, well, you know, I am the only black person at my job or at my particular station. Like I wanted somebody to be able to understand kind of what I meant. So we don't get stuck on them particulars. Like we could just get down to business if that makes sense. I just want to say that we have the right as patients to be able to say, um, you know, there are even women who say, hey, when I go, when it comes to my gynecologist, I want a woman down there and not just, you know, some guy that's okay because you need to really be comfortable and develop a good relationship with the person that you're going to be opening up to so just know your rights you know no matter what your financial insurance situation is like know that you have the right to ask these questions that's not to say that you're going to always be blessed to get exactly what you want but if you feel like any of this applies to you, I would encourage you to kind of do some research and see what options are available to you. On the flip side of that, if you know someone who you, you're you seeing that they seem a little bit different, they seem a little bit off, um, you've been noticing their sleep patterns are different, you've been noticing that they're eating different, or they may um, do these things in cycles where they eat a lot and then they don't eat nothing for a couple of days and it's just out of their norm, or you're noticing somebody is having a lot of aches and pains or weird physical symptoms, or if you just know somebody that's been through something that... You know, maybe most people would have a hard time dealing with it. If you're noticing something with somebody, be 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 the light in the situation, meaning find an appropriate time to just kind of say, hey, is everything OK with you? You think you may benefit from talking to a therapist, you know, acknowledge that they may be going through something difficult. You know, let them know you sympathize with them. They may not admit it to you in the immediate conversation that they going through some stuff but you know sometimes you have to plant a seed and let somebody else water it so it's okay to just be the light in the situation you know be the shining light that says hey you know there's help for you if you need it and I think that was real beneficial for me you know being at work and having officers who were trained to say hey if you're having some things that's going on with you in your personal life we have resources for that okay so I don't mean to ramble or get too far off subject I did just want to leave with at least one real element like something that is absolutely tangible you know not just my opinion but I want to leave everybody with something tangible this is really important to me um regardless of if you have a therapist or access or if you this applies to you or if it doesn't I just want to leave everyone with the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline very interesting thing here it's free and they're available 24 7 yes <laughs> I have called them 
because you know the therapist I wasn't going every week sometimes I wasn't going every month and so what happens you know when you have an issue or you're going through a rough patch and you can't get booked or you're between insurances and the, the world is just weighing in on you you know you're feeling overwhelmed um what could happen is that if you really get that down and you know feel like you really need somebody to talk to but you don't want to throw your problems on your friends and family or it's a very personal issue call the national suicide prevention lifeline or your local suicide prevention line but i, I do want to give you the national suicide prevention lifeline um it's a free call and it's they're open 24 hours a day i have called them before at all odd hours so i can attest to the fact that they're open 24 hours a day that number is 1-800-273-8255 that is 1-800-273-8255 like before it even gets to that point you know if you're having just even having thoughts of dying or not being here or wanting to do harm to yourself or others um you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that number is 1-800-273-8255. Or for all my tech-savvy people, you can text GO, G-O, to 741-741, and you can reach a trained crisis counselor through the crisis text line. Um, that is a global not-for-profit organization. Okay, so 1-800-273-8255 or text GO to 741-741. I hope that this podcast has been um, beneficial to someone. And again, I want to thank you for joining me. You've been listening to this week's episode of Circle in a Room Full of Squares podcast, where I aim to enlighten, inspire, and entertain through creative storytelling and personal narrative. So if you feel in some type of way, reach out. If you can't reach out to nobody, reach out to me. You know, I'm not trained in anything, but, you know, I think it's time that we normalize uh, the mental health conversation. And, um, you know, I don't see anything wrong with us living with peace and peace of mind. So, again, thank you for joining me. This has been an interesting uh, narrative for me to deliver, but I'm glad that I had the opportunity to do so. Um, catch me on Instagram. Room full of squares, Ollie Bonics. And until next time, peace, love, and all that other good stuff. I'll see you on the next episode.